Ashley, I cannot believe that January is over. Where the heck did the time go? That month flew by. January, in some ways, was the literal longest month of my life and has been going on for four years. And in other ways, actually, no, that's the only way. I don't think it flew by. When I think about New Year's Eve and my plans, it feels like they were in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I think we're just like living in alternate universes, maybe, because I feel like we just did the New Year's episode yesterday. Okay, that's true. My time is warped with this podcast. I feel like we interviewed India about four days ago. However, New Year's Eve, the plans feel like they were senior year of high school. So I'm just all over the road. Time is just like such a weird concept. Like, do you ever think about how we just one day made up? Like we looked at the sun and somebody was like, yeah, 24 hours in a day. And everyone was like, all right, sounds good. (laughs) None of it's real. Not an ounce of it. None of it's real. We're living in a simulation. (laughs) Okay, anyway. All right. Sorry, too far. Too much. It's getting too alternative. (laughs) It's too niche. Anyways, we have a great episode for you guys today. We are going to touch in and check in on our New Year's resolutions, which is very exciting because (laughs) Ashley and I can only remember maybe three out of the five that we shared with you guys. So clearly Um, they mattered to us oh so much. (laughs) Yes, obviously they mattered a ton. Um, and then we're also going to do the weekly Bachelor recap. Yay, Bachelor stands. And then we're going to close out with a discussion on our January book club of the month pick. And then also we're going to talk to you guys about a potential new book for February. We actually might do an Instagram poll where you guys can vote on which one you think we should read. I just wanted to say last Friday's episode was literally my favorite episode we've ever done. I was obsessed with it. I feel like it wasn't just a bunch of bullshit. I think it was actual valuable stuff. And I feel like we were really personable without being too odd. I agree. I think the fans would agree that you and I are just getting better at this whole hosting an episode thing, Ash. It's and like, I think it's like um, we were born for it. It's almost like we were born for it. And I wish that everyone who hears this would go listen to the previous episode and kind of give us some feedback. What the hell? Turn off this episode. Go listen to the last one. Get out of here. Yeah. Go listen to last one before this. Like, The Bachelor can wait. Like, let's be real. <laughs> Scram, punk. Scram. We thought we had a little brainstorming sesh, you know, January and like start of the month is coming up. We were like, should we change the entire theme of the podcast? Should we make this entire podcast surrounding about Abby's lip fillers? Because she has creative control of the Instagram and she won't stop posting about her lip fillers. So honestly, Ashley, I am just giving the people what they want. Like people are interested in this and I know our little podcast community, there's tons of people who have thought about lip fillers or at least been interested in what the heck goes into it. No, I'll give you that because a lot of people reply to the stories and wanted info. Um, totally. However, believe me, you seven people who said that they were a waste of money, Abby hunted you down and told me this person said it was a waste of money. So just let me coming, just tell you seven fans. I have your names written down on a list in red. I don't know why their red ink is symbolic, but it sounds like something Taylor Swift would say. And I don't know what I'm going to do with that list, but I'm going to keep it. And I'm going to remember you. But also, the best news of all is that her father, Kevin Hunt, did not kill her because I still – they live together and I still don't think he knows about the lip fillers. (laughs) Totally not. He's the most oblivious man, maybe on the face of the earth. Love him to death. But that's actually really funny. I was, like, so waiting for, like, this explosive conversation and it just never happened. So, you know. I thought you would be done for. We (laughs) We live live another another day. day. We live forever and we love to live. (laughs) 
Um, to all of you wondering, I'm really happy that I chose to financially invest in myself and my cosmetic f- surgery. <laughs> it's not really a surgery. My cosmetic like procedure, I guess, because lip fillers aren't permanent. I didn't like cut into my face or whatever. Um, but like, I'm really glad I did it. I like the results. I'm definitely going to go back in a few months and like get another touch up or, you know, add some more in just some more voluminousness because it's just not like as big as I want them, you know? Go big or go home, huh? All right. Oh, so yeah. about talking about go big or go home, did we go big or did we go back home on our New Year's resolutions? Um, Actually, I really, that was such a good transition. <laughs> I didn't know the next yeah. word as it was coming out of my mouth until I said it. <laughs> that is seamless to me. Anyways. Thank you. Seamless is my middle name. What if I legally change my middle name to seamless? Just <laughs> oh, my God. We are so gone. annoying. Just to be cocky and prove a point. Cocky and prove a point is my <laughs> should be my new bio. I'm also this is so funny. I'm holding the mic. I usually put the mic on top of my hamper. This is a real grassroots operation. I usually put the mic on top of my hamper, but I'm holding it in my hand right now, and I'm really just um, running with it. I feel like what's his name in hairspray. Oh my god! Oh my god! I totally know who you're talking about. He's my favorite actor. What's his name? What's the name? Um, James Marsden. <laughs> yeah, James Marsden. As who does he play? What's his character? I'll look it up. It's going to bother me. Anyways, start talking about the resolution. I'll get his name. <laughs> uh, so one of mine was to drink more water. And Corny Collins. Guys, the Corny Collins yes, show. the Corny Collins show. <laughs> uh, anyways, one of mine was to drink more water. And I think I'm doing an excellent job. So well, my mother said, Ashley, you're drinking more water. And I also have tried to just wake up in the morning and start off by drinking eight ounces of water right out the gate before I do anything else. I saw an influence. Eight ounces, you amateur. I literally chugged no, no, 32 no. ounces. No, morning. I know that you do. I just mean the second I open my eyes. Like I open my eyes, I get my phone, I have eight <laughs> ounces of water, and then I like get I need ready to for the give day. you an image. I need to give you an image. I wake up in my bed. I, you wake up and chug in your bed? I'm not <laughs> no, just listen, just listen. <laughs> like only do that when I'm hungover. But I wake up, I pull over the covers, I raise my arms like I'm in a movie, like, ah, I sigh, I yawn. It's like, you know, those babies that get wrapped up in the swaddle blanket, and then when they get undone, they raise their arms. That's how I imagine you are. (laughs) I wake up like Ferris Bueller does to his parents. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you always used to pretend to bite my hand. No, our true colors are really coming out on this episode. Anyways, so I wake <laughs> up, I throw my covers off, I thank the Lord for another beautiful day, and I stand up, I walk over to my little dresser where my water bottle is, my Nalgene. I'm such a Nalgene girl these days. It's full. <laughs> I make sure I go to bed with it full. It's 32 ounces. I drink at least half of it the instant I wake up, which is just a lot of water. That's such, That's weird. <laughs> I I'm know sorry. it is weird. It is a little weird. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That's a lot. Um, but you were just okay. asleep for eight hours. Like your body's dehydrated. Give it what it wants. <laughs> My next resolution was to oh read more, and I am reading so much. I'm trying to read every night, and I'm trying to make it more of a habit to like read throughout the day. If I'm like waiting for something, if I'm waiting for something to like upload on my computer or like waiting for a response to something i'll just be like oh here's 10 minutes let me open my book and i think i'm doing really well oh my gosh that's so good i should start filling my time with something more productive like that (laughs) (laughs) and this sounds really pretentious but one of my friends was like i'm gonna read a book a week this year and i think i talked to her and she already failed and i think so far i'm doing i'm doing that that's really good ashley i know i'm proud of you 
I'll put some reviews of some books on the Instagram, which I say I'm going to do every week and I don't, but this time I will. <laughs> the year of following through. That's the real yeah. thing. That was, that was another one of my goals. <laughs> okay, your turn. <laughs> Okay, I remember three solid ones. Actually, I remember four out of the five. That's actually pretty good. The first one I wanted to do was stop counting calories because I was begin- I was getting really obsessive about it. Like, to be honest, it was like too much for me. And I stopped and I have a new sense of freedom when it comes to food and fueling my body. So that's very exciting. Um, secondly, to check in with the splits, I <laughs> am not as far along as I wish I was. <laughs> Um, sounds like you saying I'm not as far along sounds like when you're in labor and you're like I'm not as far along as dilated as I should yeah I'm not 10 centimeters dilated I'm more like three which is kind of like where we started so like you guys I'll just like get on the stretching um I need to do something to hold myself accountable like should I do an Instagram live where I show you guys my stretches like my god no one wants to see it but I do Yet again, no one asked, but I'm here to tell. Um, Oh, my other one was I really wanted to start drilling more, which I am not keeping up with. Keeping up with the Kardashians. I'm not doing that either. Um, But I should really start journaling more because um, I think I'm allowed to tell the fans this. I met a boy. (laughs) It's very exciting. And when you meet a boy, I'm sure all you girls listening know, it's good to just, you know, write down your thoughts about them, your thoughts about how the process is going. And it's just really exciting. Like trusting the process, exciting, huh? Trusting the process. Um, it's an exciting place to be in life when you meet a boy that you really like. And I hope that for everyone. My also wrote down a journal more and I'm also not doing that, but I'm journaling on my notes and my phone a lot, which isn't helpful to anyone. I don't, I don't know. Think it's all right. Same feeling as like no, it's not at all. But I do have like memories from like days, so like that's okay. But I like I like it written down. I'm yeah, that's hire a scribe. I'm gonna hire a scribe to learn how to do my handwriting and transcribe all the notes <laughs> on my phone for me <laughs> into my journal. Yeah, because that's way easier than you just like physically doing it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I also said I didn't want to go through workout phases. I think I'm doing well with that. I'm back on running again, and I'm trying to do some sort of workout in addition to these obsessive daily walks every day she's back on her bullshit everyone back on her running i was telling india to get ready for summer and for the lake that's true it's never too early to get ready for the lake yeah i think this is just going to be like glow up freaking season like we're all working out i got lip fillers (laughs) who knows like who knows what the world will look like by the time we're hot and 23 at the end of the year (laughs) i don't want to talk about 23 i just turned 22 Oh my gosh, yeah, sorry, like don't hold your breath. Anyways, my other one was more random acts of kindness. And I think I actually have been trying to be intentional about that with my customers at the coffee shop because I that's like their one interaction with me of the day and I want to leave them with a lasting positive impression. That's you know, beautiful. like I'm a spokesman for myself, but also for my place of business. And I want them to have a good experience because the customer's always right. And you know, we're trying to get a good retention rate with these people. Good ROI. Uh, you know, yep. um, who isn't having that mentality is a lot of the women on The Bachelor this season. Oh my gosh, another seamless transition. Ashley, seamless freaking Chavez. <laughs> it's like when we were born in the hospital, the doctors were like, these women will grow up to be perfect hosts and podcasters. It's almost as if, yes, I agree. We always put on a show for each other. Now we're just putting on a show for others. You're welcome. Totally. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, okay, so 
Good for Abby and good for you. I took notes on this episode. Yeah, you guys, I swear I've seen this five days ago. So thank God Ashley takes notes because it really jogs my memory. Ashley, how the heck did this episode even start? This episode started and Katie is a queen in all capitals. Literally the way she has matured. She still there's in vibrator talk. Yes. I'm not sure if the vibrator was a ploy in the beginning to like transition her into being like we see good character development. I'm not sure why the vibrator was like such an important no, part. I have something to say on this. I I don't think it was a ploy and I think it just show, goes to show like that people are diverse. Like she's funny and she owns her sexuality and she's bold, yet she also is emotionally mature, the most emotionally mature girl in this freaking house for sure, uh-huh. by far. And I think she's just like there's a lot of sides to people. Like we're like like a freaking Rubik's cube. Like you never know. Also, um Katie is really pretty in a way that's not intimidating. Saying that she's like common pretty sounded rude, but she's pretty in a way that I would be friends with her and say, oh, she's pretty, not like Miss USA. She's kind of plain Jane, especially compared to like Mari or Rachel, who are just more like standout glam. She's very approachable pretty. Yes, she is. She is. I agree. And then I really liked at the end how mature she was when she went out to Matt and she didn't say names. She just was like, hey, there's a lot going on. But she didn't. I know. And she didn't like go in for a kiss or anything. She just was like, there's a lot going on. Let me hug you. Goodbye. That was it. Wait, we've got to rewind a little bit. Let's do a little bit chronologically. No, but I agree. Katie is a queen. We stand. We love her. Um, okay, so they went on that group date at the beginning, right? Fighting each other. This is what I don't like. Okay. I love The Bachelor. It's true. I do. I love it so much. But the fact that on these group dates, was this first group date when they dressed them up as squirrels and had them run around and like cosplay? Yes. <laughs> there was two group dates. There was them doing a military style obstacle course while wearing squirrel outfits. And then there was also them boxing and quite literally beating the shit out of each other in a little boxing ring. Both of which I don't think show Matt anything about his relationship with them or the potential they have as a future wife or as a human being, which is the only reason. I was really upset with this episode. I was like, where's the quality content? The only quality content I believed was happening when him and Michelle were on the one-on-one. The other dates I could have completely done without. Like They gave me absolutely nothing. I don't know what producer was on some sort of of drug. Yeah, when they decided the squirrel one with with the acorns. But they should be burned at the stake or condemned to hell. That was absurd. Both of those group dates were horrible ideas. And it's always something so freaking stupid. Like, are you ready to fight for love or fight for Matt's heart? And it's like, what is Matt going to learn about you by you showing that you can punch a girl in the face? Like, how horrific? I don't know. Like, what does that do for anyone? If I were a self-respecting girl, if I were Catherine Giducci Low on this episode, <laughs> I would have literally said, that, I'm sorry, this is bullshit about the squirrel thing. Like, this is not, okay. I quit my job to be here and do this. <laughs> Truly. The only thing I could get out of that was, like, some girls are probably more comfortable being silly and making fun of themselves and, like, putting themselves I guess, there. silver linings, I guess man. that's but... the only thing that he could have gotten out of that date. But the punching date, absolutely not. Like, what is that? What is? What are you fighting? Be like MMA fighters? Are you in training? Like what's going on? Also, I'll give Victoria this: she's aware and she can express her emotions. Some people aren't even self-aware. So That's I mean, she's true. not she's not self-aware, but she like expresses she expresses her emotions. 
She obviously <laughs> makes everyone car sick across the nation, but at least she can speak her mind when half of these girls are too afraid to say anything of substance. They all just say what everyone else is saying. It's freaking boring. Yeah. I love when the girls pretend that they're here for having Matt's best interest at heart. It's so sweet of them. I know. It's so nice. Um, I miss <laughs> the days when they actually thought they were going to fall in love on the show and not just get a million Instagram followers and like be an influencer after. But like long gone are those days. Like we're not going to get those days back. So like this is a bachelor that we have now. You're kissing 30 women back to back to back at the cocktail party. If you're a bad kisser or, or a good kisser, you're really going to stand out in either way. I think that's why physical chemistry is like such an issue. Not an issue, but it's such a intense thing for him in his decision making process I'm sure like you can tell exactly what he's feeling by the way he leans yeah. in for the kiss with these girls by the way he's looking at them right before he goes in for the kiss like the way he looks at Rachel before he kisses her b- versus like Anna or something like some random mm-hmm. girl like it's day and night it's so different and it's so apparent too like the audience can see it I wish he would just like send more girls home and yet we're bringing more girls onto the show. Like, yeah. are you kidding? Like, can we move forward with this season? Before the more girls, I'm absolutely convinced that this was the first time Kit and Matt have interacted one-on-one. I agree. Either that she just wasn't <laughs> saying anything good and not getting any screen time, or this really was the first time. Because before this, yeah. her true colors were not showing. Dare I say, I even compared her to Sweet Emery, who graces the earth with her down-to-earth presence. But Kit No, was- I think you're getting Kit confused with M- MJ. Sorry, yes, I totally 100% was. I was thinking of MJ. But Kit yeah. did was a shining star of this episode. I actually really like Kit. Yeah. And so when Matt got the the five girls, that was the equivalent of like the doctor telling someone, hey, you're not having one kid, you're having quadruplets. I mean, it's just... Can you imagine how overwhelming that probably was for him? Like, do you think it was a full surprise that he was getting five new girls? Like, I do. Him? I That's do. That's got to be a lot. He's, like, already having a hard time making decisions. It's like, I think he's too nice to be on this show is what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that they got a Puerto Rican girl who also was, like, a queen of whatever. And that upstages both Mari, who's Puerto Rican, and Victoria, who's a queen, and just one go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Two for one. <laughs> I cannot believe Victoria ripped the crown off her head. That made me. Oh, yes. Do you think she really is just that ballsy? I think they I think they egg her on. I was astounded by the disrespect. And like I said, so many scenes in this season are making me literally cringe when I see them. I feel like Victoria is like the toddler and it's like her birthday party the whole time. And all the producers Mm -hmm. are like egging her on to just make an absolute scene because it is good for television. But it's such a train wreck to watch. Absolutely. And I am worried for the day that Victoria gets kicked off. She's going to take them all down with her. She's going to burn the house down the day she gets kicked off the show. I know. And she's totally going to return. Like, you already know she's, like, delusional enough. It's going to be, like, Luke from Hannah Brown season. Like, she's going to go kind of far-ish and then just think she's the one. But they clearly don't have that good of a connection. And then once he kicks her off, I could totally see her, like, coming back. I can't wait for her to be on Paradise. Oh, my gosh. Do you think anyone will even like her? That's really mean. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. uh, (laughs) She's a tough pill to swallow. I'll give the new girls this. They really unified the old old girls. The old girls all got together and said, we hate (laughs) this pack of five new women. So it really unified them. That the OGs, as they called themselves, self-proclaimed OG group of girls portrayed was astounding. Like they came at those new girls 
they came for their throats and they did not let up. Like I was appalled. Like obviously you would be frustrated or, you know, a little bit annoyed, especially if you weren't feeling like you had a solid connection with Matt and now there's more girls to compete with. But like they were taking it out on these girls so aggressively. They would not let up. They were that, That's the most uncomfortable thing you could possibly walk into. Like the poor new girls. I felt so bad for them. Imagine like getting cast on the show and the producers are like, actually, you're going to be second string. They essentially got waitlisted. They were, they were spring admits. They were spring admits, totally. And they walked in and all of the old girls acted like it was their choice to be spring admits when no, they very much would have liked to show up in the fall. They didn't want to wait five months, you know, like <laughs> it's not their fault that they came three weeks late. And it's also not their fault that you didn't make the best of your first three weeks in your time with Matt either. Like if he's more excited about someone he's met for five minutes over his possible connection that could have happened with you in three weeks, that's their fault. Like that is not the new girl's fault at all. They also acted as if they were varsity cheerleaders out of high school and these new girls were coming in for tryouts and they just would not have the threat of them taking over their head cheerleader role. Totally. Like seniors versus freshmen vibes. Also, I before this episode, I really liked Anna. And after this episode, I couldn't even begin to describe how I feel towards her. It's so much hatred. It's like not even funny. I just can't believe that. She, first of all, she can't close her mouth. Why can't she close her mouth? She can't close it. It's been open the whole episode, the entire time. I'm like, you're going to swallow all the bugs in this Pennsylvania air. Like, close your freaking mouth. <laughs> it was crazy how the second that she, like, I don't know what to think of the escort rumor, but the second that she, like, had it in her mind, she raced over to Victoria so that it would get spread. This is giving me flashbacks to studying abroad and, like, living all in the same house. And the second a rumor would totally. start a flying, and you give it to the right person so that'll intentionally spread throughout the house. The issue I had with that was that that type of rumor is going to, like, ruin that girl's life. And it, there's literally no proof of it at all. It's not like in Claire's season when they were like, Yosef watch out for him because like he was flirting with girls on Instagram before coming on the show. Like that's pretty harmless, like whatever. But saying this girl's an escort, like this girl has a family. She has to have a career, you know, after this. And like the first thing you Google when you Google her name is going to come up like her name, Brittany, whatever escort, like that's going to follow her around, whether it's true or not. Um, and I just think that was such a low freaking blow to spread this lie. Or if it's the truth anyway, just spread this on television with millions and millions of people watching. Like I, I was just appalled. However, I'm not absolutely appalled by it. Two reasons. Okay. Yes. Chicago is a big city. Why would her friends happen to know she's an escort? Like that's such a random rumor to come up with. I am believing it. I think, I think there's some truth to it. And then B, when you sign up to go on to, if it is true, if you sign up to go on a show, absolutely. People are going to find out about it. And if you, it's not true and you sign up to go on to a show, people are, I don't know, stuff still gets spread. It's like you're asking for it by going on a reality TV. You can't get too upset by the repercussions. Okay. I agree about what you're saying. If it is true, you can't be upset if it comes out. But just the way that it came out was like so instant. And I feel like Anna just like is really doing anything for attention at this point. Yeah. And the fact that she just so quickly started spreading it to Victoria of all people of course like Victoria with the biggest mouth in the house like she knows it was going to get around she wanted it to get back to Matt of course but it's like you have no proof you have no proof zero and it's just like that's a huge thing to say about someone for some reason I wrote in my notes I feel like I'm really intrigued by Minnesota people <laughs> is Anna from Minnesota <laughs> 
No, but Michelle is. <laughs> okay, then that's, then that's what I'm with. I feel like a lot of people that are from Minnesota are cool, and I don't have any friends from there, but I feel like people we went to school with that might be from there might be cool. I don't know. It's just a vibe I get. Yeah, I feel like the Midwest people have to get real creative with their personalities because it's not like they could, like, go to the beach or take some vibey content for their lives. Like, they have to be real people. Yeah, you have <laughs> they have to be real. They have to be real but, people, like, LA people who are all carbon copies of each other. Oh, but also about that second group date, they just beat the shit out of each other. That was so aggressive. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, how is that going to help anyone in any way in this show? Like, that's the stupidest date I've ever seen. That was a good for nothing date. That's like the same thing as Tasha's date when all the guys got shirtless and like were beating up on each other. Like, I guess it's like more fun to watch when it's guys because they're all shirtless and hot and like aggressive. But like girls beating up on each other and like they were going so hard, like punching each other's face. Like, I'm sorry. What is the point of this? I don't know. Someone, I don't know what exact is coming up with like all of this, but they gotta have to get Are they running shit out of ideas? Do they need help? Do they need us to come in for a brainstorm session? I know. Can't I they care. just all sit around at happy hour and brainstorm a little harder about these group dates? It's also not like they're locked in some sort of like motel again where there's limited activity. No, they're not at the La Quinta. Like we can get yeah, creative. They're not at the La Quinta. There is sprawling like grounds on which to do things also that was so funny on the hot air balloon it was tethered in place and they give all the women binoculars to come scurrying out onto the balcony with go i look. know i can just see the producers handing the girls binoculars and saying go outside go on the balcony go look you know shocked or something it's also manufactured i feel like the show is losing its touch a little bit i don't know if it's like the quarantine year or if i'm just like getting older and more mature but like it's a little much for me and I just cannot believe that these producers are sitting around and saying, you guys, I got it. Idea of the century. They're going to dress up in squirrel outfits and go on an obstacle course. Or, you know, it would even be better if they beat the shit out of each other. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Matt's going to love that. America's going to love that. Totally. Like, no, I'm so sorry. Get it together. I feel like to hold their audience, especially because this is a show, especially in this quarantine time, this is a show that people watch together. Like, they're not as into it when they're alone. To hold their no. audience, they need to start doing better. They do. They need the relationships to be more authentic. They need better conversations. I feel like the whole second half of the episode was just the old group of girls absolutely verbally attacking the new group of girls over and over and saying the same exact thing in different phrasing. Like it was too much. It was like yeah. they were trying to read word count on their essay. Like we get it. You're <laughs> saying the same thing over and over. You know what I'm really rooting for? Love is Blind to come back. Oh my gosh, Love is Blind has got to be filming again. Like, I thought they were so successful in their first season. We used to, when I first told you to watch it, you were like, is that the show about blind people? <laughs> I know, I was like really confused by the whole premise, but it's actually just an interesting thing. Hot air balloon girl, she was new girl, she got the one-on-one, the chemistry was off the charts. First of all, her dress for entering the place was so pretty, it fit her so well. I don't think she's conventionally pretty compared to a lot of the other girls, but I mm -hmm. think he and her look so good together. They look like a beautiful couple. Imagine how humiliating to have been there for three weeks and he chooses some, he like sends you home over people that got there an hour ago. I know because it's like if you're, if you already know that your connections with the girls from that you've known for three weeks aren't it, like why not try something new? Like that totally makes sense to me Bad because there was only one new girl that didn't stay. <laughs> And like imagine oh, yeah. quarantining 
flying in from wherever she was from, quarantining for basically a month, like waiting in your room alone to meet this man. You're the only one who gets sent home that night. My predictions for girls who are going to make it far, far, far. Definitely Michelle. Definitely Rachel. Who is Michelle? I need some sort of characteristic. You can't just throw these common names at me. Michelle is the new girl who got the one-on-one. <laughs> if someone was I, holding a gun to my head, we could. I would not. I just don't understand why you can't remember her freaking name. Come on, Ash. She's going to be because, a front runner. She's a front runner. Okay. okay. Next. Michelle, next. Michelle's going to make it really far. Like top three, top four, top two. One of those. Rachel also. Who is Rachel? Rachel is the girl that looks like Rebecca Black. Oh, okay. Next is Serena, the 22-year-old publicist who's like us. Okay. I don't think they have and hot Harry. chemistry. No, but I think I can tell that he's really interested he's very in her competent. personality. And I think she's going to be like the dark horse. Like she's going to co- come okay. start shining through. And like we all know, the other girls who are getting more screen time because they're causing drama, like yeah. Anna, MJ, Victoria, like none of them are going to stay. So yeah. I think Serena for sure. And then also Brie. I think Brie could make it to like top three. Top who's two Brie? even. Brie's the girl who's really, really tiny. They went on quads. They had a one-on-one last Oh, week. yes. I think, yeah. Maybe her for sure. I'm trying to yeah, think if there's that's anyone my prediction. besides that. There's people I I'll want you know to know when I'm right. <laughs> I feel like Mari could make it pretty far too. I was about to say, I think Mari's going to make it far. I don't think Kit's going to make it far, but I need to hear and see more of Kit, like interacting with him. I need to hear I and do. see more of MJ. I need to see more of her outfit. Yeah, I want to see more of Kit. Um, MJ, I want to see and hear more of. Oh my gosh, Katie. I want to see her interacting with Matt more. We've seen a lot of Katie solo. I want to see her interacting with Matt. I feel like Katie and Matt have more of like a friendly energy. Like she would be part of the quarantine crew and it's like completely platonic vibes. I just don't see them like dating, but I do love her. I am holding my breath for Heather to come on. I'm so excited. I think Heather. I totally forgot. When the heck is that happening? I think Heather's going to make it so far. Oh my gosh, maybe. Or maybe it's like she shows up and then she, she stays for a night and they realize it's not for them. They're going to shred her and she's going to take it with such grace in class. Yeah, I cannot wait for that. That's going to be really good to shake things up. And I also okay. still love Abigail, but she's not getting enough screen time. Oh my God. I forgot I she was even part of this cast. Where has she been? She talked to him like once during this episode. You know what? I feel like this is a pattern with every season. Like the girl who's a front runner at the very beginning who gets the first impression rose on The Bachelor at least. Like they start off really strong and then their connection fizzles because they're focusing on the other people because they feel so solid with that first night. And then they just realize they haven't progressed. So I'm like worried for them. Like they better get yeah, it together. It comes to, uh, well, I think she knows. She keeps wondering why it's not progressing, but he's not like choosing her for dates. Or maybe they are talking more and we're just not seeing it because it's not as exciting. That's also true. That also happened with my favorite, Sean and Catherine. I feel like Catherine was not like a front runner in the beginning by any means. Totally. That's what what I'm saying. I feel like Serena is going to be a dark horse. That's our Bachelor recap. Um, we are, I'm really excited to kind of see where this is going. I'm really praying for some more forward momentum and like less repetition because this episode really was getting boring with just how repetitive everything yeah. we were saying was. Like too much for me. The energy of this episode will slowly dwindle just like the my energy during this segment of this episode i honestly think it's really rude that they have to make it two hours every time like sometimes they can really fill those two hours but sometimes it just feels like it's dragging on in the second half and i'm like you've got to do better producers come on 
I refuse to watch it live to invest a full two hours. I must watch it the next day so I don't have to watch the commercials. Yeah, I am so not into commercials these days with all our streaming services. Like our attention spans are so short. (laughs) That of a goldfish. Speaking of attention spans, we still have a little bit. Um, So we finished a book. We did. We finished a book. Um, Our January book club pick, if you've been following along on Instagram, was this time next year, which is very fitting because it talks about New Year's a lot and it takes place on different New Year's throughout these people's lives. Um, What was your overall pick on the book, Ash? Okay. Um, Out of a five-star rating, I would give it a 3.75, I'd say. Oh my gosh, that's so generous. Okay. I'm a, yeah, I'm a generous person sometimes. I'm a giver. The reason I would give it that is because it takes place in London. I really liked Quinn. I thought the ending was tender and I liked the overall premise. The execution okay. could have been a lot better. I almost want to write the same premise with a different execution, but I'm not going to plagiarize. I liked, I feel like the main girl, Minnie, I feel like she really, in the last 30 pages, all of a sudden, like, came into her own. And I was mm-hmm. like, where was this development the entire time? I agree. It was a little bit of an overnight sensation. <laughs> the stuff with her parents was tender also. How her mom, like, really yes. turned around. I did feel like the book, it's kind of like when you watch a movie and you are really excited by the trailer of the movie because you're like, this is such a great idea for a movie. Yes. I cannot wait to see yeah. it. And then maybe the movie isn't exactly cast correctly or the settings are a little bit off or just like the acting was a little bit off. And it's just just slightly missed the mark a little bit. Um, but this is Sophie Cousins' first novel, the author. So let's get, cut her some slack. <laughs> um <laughs> No, I, but I do feel like the idea of it could be, could have been done so much better, but I did like um, her relationship with her parents. I'll agree with that. The setting was really fun. I just really like anything set in London. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Um, and the, the small moments that we did get between the two love interests, I feel like were really tender and I liked their relationship and the way they spoke. But what didn't do it for me was the, you know, token weird friend who wore like rainbow and I did like Layla the best friend's like personality but just the way that it was so descriptive of like just how over the top she had to be and like yeah I don't know it was all just like a little bit much I thought like her proposal was a little weird and like her wedding was so weird how they all had to have like 50s hair like I just couldn't get behind it it was like oh so say this well while I was reading it my one of my goals, like ten year goals, is to write a book, some sort of fiction book. And I was thinking to myself, God, I hope that I don't have a good idea. And then I actually write it, and then my friends all read it, and they're like, God, this just isn't like hitting the mark. <laughs> well, would you rather have your friends be honest with you and tell you before you publish it and like proofread yeah, no, it? Absolutely. And I was thinking to myself, praise you. <laughs> I was already thinking to myself, I'm going to be so embarrassed. I'm going to send it to Abby, and she's just going to shred the first draft of it. <laughs> You know, I would be so brutally honest. (laughs) I really like, I think Quinn, the main guy, I think I was generous because I liked him so much. I want to date him. Um, I thought he was really, I don't know, just everything about him. He was just like fun, nostalgic. I mean, commitment issues, side note. But I also, something that I liked was how he like wakes up every New Year's, like watch the sunrise. I don't know, I thought that was tender. Um, Yeah, and like the way he takes care of his mom was really nice. 
Yeah, and like he's just like has a really happy-go-lucky personality like most of the time. I really like the end where she was racing against the time to meet him before New Year's, before his boat party took off from the dock, but then she missed it and everyone's like, oh no, sad. But then of course he's like waiting for her at her apartment the whole time. I thought that was really cute and that did feel like a little bit like a Hallmark movie, like a, a mm-hmm. oh yay, like boy gets the girl, they wrap it up with a big bow, like I don't know. I just I guess I kicking, that. It was a little predictable. Yeah, I'm kicking myself over some of the execution though. The premise was so good, and I just feel so like good. the execution could have been so much better but i'll tell you what the issue is we're not taking this book for what it is what we're doing it's like we're in high school and we had these like best friends and that was one day in december and then we moved to a new high school and we tried to replicate our friendship with our old best friends and Mm -hmm. we tried to like replace them with someone new and that was this new book and we're trying to like hold it up to these other standards and that was the issue that is the issue. Like nothing will beat the relationships the premise, in one day in December. And but. the premise is similar, like, you know, through the years type of thing. So we like right. really tried to replicate it. And that was the issue. Yeah. It's hitting too close to home and it's just like not hitting it out of the park. It's just kind of <laughs> bunting the ball. And if anyone, if anyone out there read this book along with us, I thank you. I praise you. <laughs> and we would love to hear your hot take on this book as well. But without further ado, we have two possible books for the month of February. And I think we should have the fans vote on which one we should read. What do you think, Ashley? Absolutely. I'll be voting too because I don't even know the two options you're going to say. Okay. So one of our choices is The Two Lives of Lydia Bird by Josie Silver, our who we put on an absolute pedestal. We're obsessed with this author. We're literally as obsessed with her as Hazel Grace Lancaster and Augustus Waters when they go to Amsterdam to meet that author. Ashley and I would do that. I looked up her email address and I, I like found her publicist and I'm thinking of sending her a thank you letter. <laughs> we get there and she's like a drunkard, just like the movie. <laughs> okay, so basically this book is about this girl and she um, marries the absolute love of her life. Everyone knows them as the two of them together. They do everything together. They belong together. They always have since they were kids. And he dies. It says this on the back. Don't worry, everyone. He dies. And she basically is obviously devastated and she wants to hide inside all day and like get her life back together. She doesn't know how to live without her best friend. Like he was the fun like half of her and stuff. So then she like kind of gets along with her sister and his childhood best friend. And it's like, I got to start living again. Something happens where she's kind of pulled in both directions into her past life and like still like her the guy was named freddie her husband who died still like with freddie she's pulled in that direction but at the same time she has to start living again and that's kind of the synopsis okay so that's book option number one the two lives of lydia bird by josie silver so we can either read that sad but hopefully uplifting story or i think it's we can... uplifting as well i'm I hoping it's uplifting you know I getting josie through tough times i think they're tough times how relatable after this year um, and then Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed is the second book option, and that's also Reese Witherspoon, Hello Sunshine pick. Um, the book is about a young black woman who is wrongly accused of kidnapping while babysitting a white child and the events that follow the incident. So a little bit more of like a true crime, you know, who done it situation definitely a different genre than what we're normally reading or at least what I'm normally reading and what we're discussing on this podcast so 
I will get an Instagram poll up and you guys get to choose what book we're going to read next. And I will also be voting because I just found out about these two titles today. (laughs) (laughs) We are just getting started, you guys. If you would like to read along with us, that would be so amazing. We would love that so much besides just our immediate friend group. Um, (laughs) And so (laughs) we'll let you know which book we're reading so that you guys can read along with us. How fun. And also uh, give us a follow um, on Spotify. Give us a follow on Apple. Give us a follow on Instagram. And we'd love to hear from you guys in the reviews. Don't call us. We want a review. (laughs) Yeah, we want some feedback. So anytime you guys like feel so enamored to give us some feedback, we would absolutely adore you for it. Um, We are really passionate about this podcast and we're like ready to get this thing off the ground for sure. And one day when we're famous and you didn't give us feedback when we weren't and get to know us, you're going to regret it. You're going to wish you were part of the <laughs> club and you're going to wish you gave us that feedback. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. We'll see you all on Friday. All right. I hope you enjoyed this check-in with us, the Bachelor Recap and the Book Club. <laughs>